Los golpes con silencio. Let's get it. How you doing, everyone? This is AJ. I got my boy right here. Introduce yourself. What's the deal? What's the deal, everybody? You know, <laughs> my name is Keogh Spin Darkers, South Central Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm happy to be here with my man's local Los Golpes Gonzalez show. Shout out to everybody out there in the States and around the world. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. So uh I wanna jump right into it, man. What you think about that rematch, that possible rematch with uh, Mayweather and, and, and Pacquiao? I think I think it's it's gonna be lit. I mean, I do want to see it again after um, Pacquiao came back from being Thurman the way he did. Right. It, it makes it interesting. And okay. You know, Mayweather, the age is up there now. We we definitely want to see who who's who got the upper hand now, and I think the world want to see that. And um, hey, let, let's let's make it happen. I hope they do make it happen. And um, who do you got? Definitely gonna be a banger. Who do you got? Ah man, you know I gotta go with May. You know I gotta go with Mayweather, and and I'm not gonna I'm not saying that because he's black. I'm saying that just because it's just the skill set. Okay, okay. Pacquiao's my boy. Okay. Like that's who I. That's honestly like my favorite boxer. I respect that. So, but Mayweather, he's dope. Yeah, he's dope. But nah, man, I think uh, honestly, if it's in an even playing ground, like I think uh, I think uh, Pat will get that one. Man, on an even playing ground. Pacquiao wouldn't be Mayweather on his worst day. And I'm going to tell you why. Look, check it out. When you go back to the first fight, uh-huh. right, that was anybody else Pacquiao would have beat. Smack, okay. whatever. He said he had the soldier, the shoulder injury and everything. But, you know, to me, that always an excuse. I love Pacquiao. Don't get me wrong. You know, okay. he came from, what, 112, won six to eight different um, titles uh-huh. and, what, damn near eight different um, 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 weight classes. Right, right, right. That nature. So, I'm just saying, you know, as far as um, on an even playing field, he still wouldn't be Mayweather. It's just the skill set. Mayweather is just a thinker. As you can see, you just go to certain fights. When Pacquiao fought Marquez, he was just fighting. Pacquiao goes near a lot and he gets so caught up in what he's doing that he true. forget he in a boxing match. True. No, that's true. That's true. I don't know, though, man. I still like my boy. Uh, I still like my boy Pac. You know, I still like my boy Pac for that. But we'll see. I mean, do you think it's really going to happen, though? Look, you know, right now, it's all about entertainment. You know, boxing is kind of watered down now. Right. And stuff, so that is a fight that everybody do want to see. But at the same time, it's about the money. And Mayweather about the money. always about the money. Exactly. And so is Pacquiao. So why not? You know, it's going to make everybody a bundle. The the, the networks, the the, the gates and everything is going to be beyond. Because how much did they make on the first fight? What was it, what? Um, like 400 mil? 400, 500 mil? Because something Mayweather like that, got right? like two. Uh, Pacquiao would get like, he got like one. I think he got like, like one, yeah. yeah. Man, that's the level that we got to get on, bro. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm aiming for, you know, through the good, bad, and ugly. So let's talk about your upcoming fight, bro. Okay, yeah, that would be in um, October 5th in Delaware okay. against um, Kevin Womack Jr. He's a little bit over a 500 fighter. He beat okay. actually a couple prospects, so he do come to fight. You know, I'm not overlooking him. I'm in okay. the gym doing what I'm supposed to do. And uh, right now, I'm just getting Keogh's Pendarvis back together and um, create room, you know, for I can make some money and, and get to the meal tickets because, you know, I'm older now. And, and before, the thing was, like, I didn't never really took boxing like right. serious like that because it was just a way for me to provide for my family. 
Right. But I came up doing so many things, and I came up, like, out the mud. Okay. So, you know, it was just like, well, this is the way to make some money instead of being out here how to sell dope and do yeah. things of that nature. I was like, I'll just do it like this. And I had sponsors and stuff, but right. it's it's a doggy dog roaring box, and it's, it's rough. It's, it's, it's hard to stay focused because you got a lot of people that act like they love you, and they're they not there for anything else but your potential. Fake friends. And, and to make money off of you, you feel me? So, Fake friends, man. Yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that a lot of people get it twisted in, in yeah. regards to... Uh, you know, like boxers, you know, a lot of boxers, they come out the mud, you know, exactly. stuff like that. Exactly. And that's why it's interesting to me to hear your story yeah. and for the people to hear your story. Support me in sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's like like with me and my music, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like you got to grind, grind before you get that paycheck. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it don't even happen. It don't even happen. After all, I didn't have that happen where I'd have been ready for fights, went to the weigh-in and cast and looked at me and like, I, I'm good. At the weigh-in. At the weigh-in? Took the fine and all that. Like, I'll take that fine. Damn. And pull out the fight right then and there. It happened to me in Mexico, and it happened to me in, in California. And I was supposed to fight on one of Ed Holmes' cards against a guy named uh, Victor Vasquez. Okay. And pulled out right then and there. And this is the only fight in my whole career, <laughs> professional career, that I had to make 135 for. And I made weight. Damn. I was at weight. I was at weight. Two or three days before the weigh-in, uh -huh. I was good. I was solid. That's when I was out here in um in Inadale, um training with um, Tony Reyes, telling me okay. boxing. Okay. Yeah. So what happens though, like in regards to like, say if you don't make your weight? Well, you, you just get a penalty. They they you, take they ten percent. You, you when you coming up, it's like ten percent. Now if it's a title fight, then basically you uh, just you don't get the title. You don't get and the title. You get fine. You know okay. they they really they really so they dock um, you on your on yeah, your actual exactly, purse, right? Exactly. But you're supposed to be a professional, right? You know, that's what this is about, and that's what I have to learn over the time. Like I'm former USBA champion. Uh -huh. um, WBC, USMBC, WF, USA, Intercontinental. You know, um, also California State champion. You know, and I was ranked number seven in the world. I fought on Showtime. I've been up. Like I said, it's the up and down sport. Yeah. And I did all this, you know, not being 100%. So would you say that right now with your fight coming up, mm -hmm. it's uh, basically for you to prove yourself? Yeah. Yeah, because to get earlier, back on, yeah. on on where you were yeah. at. Yeah, because earlier this year I took an L to um, Sir Hey Bobby Chuck. He's a pretty good fighter out of you. I seen that, I but seen I, that, I just yeah. really I really wasn't there. You feel me? Like right. I was I, I took the fight. Now, what do you mean that you weren't there? Like you just mentally, wasn't mentally there. there. You got to be there mentally. Right. And, and I was just going through so many different changes and stuff, and then still trying to, you know, being there. With a fighter of that magnitude, ah, no, I take nothing away from him. He's not better than me, but uh -huh. he's in the gym all the time. You get what I'm okay. saying? So he's just like that's all he does. Right. is train. He's every day with, up there with Big Brother, Abel Sanchez, them, and you know, and they taking care of the cat. So right. he did what he had to do. And my thing was just, you know what? Look, you're not there mentally. I could have came back and broke him, right. but at the same time, I was like, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not in this ring right now. And that's how you get hurt. You feel me? Because you can't play boxing. Oh yeah, you play all the other sports. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to take no. I don't want to get caught with no more punches and stuff of that nature, man. You know, I have to live to fight another day. But it woke me up. It yeah, woke as me soon up as you lose focus, that's when it gets dangerous. Yeah, it woke me up. That's what a lot of people don't understand. Like MMA, you know, UFC, boxing. It's a dangerous, dangerous sport. Okay. Look, man, we had within the last few months. We had uh, four fighters die, and yep. there was prospects and uh -huh. ex-world champions, et cetera, et cetera. And 
you know, you got to pay attention to those things, you know, and then they need to crack down on the dope in their boxing. A lot of cats is able to do things because of who they up under, and they're able to get away with a lot of things because of who they up under, especially, like, just say if I was to fight a cat at a, at a, at a I guess you could say an A fighter, because they'll okay. consider me a B, C fighter and stuff of that nature because of my right. record, and I got losses, and I'm not being taken care of, and I come in here, they want that guy to win, they let that guy get away with a lot. And in so many in so many ways, when I fought Dierry John on Showtime, uh-huh. I feel like that's one of the things that happened. He didn't get tested for the fight. I'm not making um, no no excuses no, no, no or false no, accusations yeah. and stuff. But I mean, even like he. Do you personally think that he was doping though? Uh, he did something because the morning of the fight, he was out running. And when you get up and run like that, you have to take something for it to go through your system to right. get your adrenaline in and all that stuff up and going. Because when we both weighed in, I weighed in at uh, 140.2, and he weighed in at 141.5. Okay. So it was a pound and a half over. So all I did was went outside, basically jumped up a little bit, came back in, made weight. I was there, you know. Okay. But it took him a minute. So the next day, my uh, my coach, my coach aunt, catching my side running. And I'm like, so when he come back to him and tell me, I'm like, dude, that, that that's odd. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, don't no fight and run on the day of the fight. So basically, he was out there getting, you know, getting something in the system. So I thought that the, that they actually do the drug test before the fight, like the uh, day of the fight. Uh, nah, they, they don't do they that. Supposed to do the, you usually get tested after the fight. They come in there and they make you go uh, take a piss. And things what? of that nature. Yeah. So, but honestly, they didn't drug test me or him. They didn't. They didn't come in there and make. See, that's where they need to do. That's what yeah. they need to change. Yeah, that wasn't um um. Because that's Miami, dangerous. Yeah, Miami, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma, so you know, I take none away from you. I take none away from the game. I, I was thankful for my opportunity. I'm not a sore loser, but I'm saying that to say this: we're losing fighters, you know, and they're losing focus on taking care of the fighters. There's too many cats the that's picture. been dying, and, and, and even in the camps, you know, make sure your fighter is hydrated. Yeah. Make sure you know these are the things that's happening to the fighters. They gotta cut that weight and then fuck around and go in the fight. And and still not already all the way rehydrated, and that brain is taking punches, and you know, and, and the brain needs that the, the water. And, the, and, and this know, is the, a the PSA oxygen. right now for everybody yeah. to really get, you know, to really focus on this, and it's an awareness, yeah. like you know, as far as because yeah, there is a lot of fighters that are losing, yeah. you know, their lives, Man. and it, it's they, as soon as you get in the ring. You're already mm-hmm. playing with fire. It's not. It's you know. Because it's, it's not it's scripted. No, for sure. Say that you'll be coming out that ring. And that's why 100%. I have a lot of respect for fighters, you know, for boxers, yeah. you know, UFC, whatever the case is, you know, combat sport, because of the fact that it takes a lot of heart. Man. Mentally, physically. Like, real talk, let me ask you a real question. Yeah. As soon as you get in the ring, I know you're focused on your game plan, but do you ever think about the worst case scenario? You, you, you don't want to do that. You do that, you do that, you do that in camp. That's okay. why you train hard like you're doing, because you don't want to take that L like that. Right. You, but you don't want to go into the ring like that. You don't want to go into the ring thing, daughter, because 
the law of attraction, the energy that you'll be setting yourself up for. Because then you'll lose, you'll you'll lose focus. You'll receive it. You'll mess around and happen. So anytime you go in the ring, you got to always keep that mindset of I'm coming out on top. I have to. And I always pray for my opponent. And, you know, I pray for both of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. We both go home to our families and still be able to love and and, and take care of our seeds if the uh, other fighter got seeds. But I do. I have kids. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's important, man. But Man, shout out to the kids. For real. day day. You know? For real. You know. Now, like, have you ever had a fighter that you, your opponent, that you just couldn't stand for nothing? Like, you just, you hated the dude. Nah, it, it ain't a fighter that I just can't, I never, but it's a fighter that I want back. I want the rematch with Bahu Chuck back. Man, repeat that, repeat that. I want the rematch with Bahu Chuck back because, you know, he didn't beat Cleotis Mendarvis at 100%. You know what I mean? And and I was in there with him for four okay. rounds, you know, and I got to really see what he was working with and everything. And that's really how long it takes me to figure a fighter out. A few rounds. It all depends on what they bring to the table, and he's a up and down fighter, and he's gonna fight like that for the rest of his career. There's no changing a European style type fighter. So what's like the status that. with that though? As far um, as getting that rematch, I've been trying to get that rematch since the fight, and they just been like, "Oh, it don't make sense and this and that," because I'm a name in boxing. Right. You know, everybody might not know me, but in boxing, they know me. They know who Cleotis. Oh, they gonna know you after October fifth. They gonna know you. Yeah, exactly. That's for so, sure. So it's just like. You know, they're like, oh, man, like, I, I, I made me go bluff the other day. I talked to Charles Bosek, and he was like, well, it don't make sense. I said, it don't make sense to y'all. Right. I said, but if that dude is to beat me at 100%, I can respect it. And I respect y'all. I respect 360 promotions right. because, you know, he, he did his stuff. I said, but y'all, y'all know what was the case was. I let you know what happened even before the fight because I, I was about to scratch the fight. Right. Too much shit was happening before that, you know? And it was just like, and I'm telling them, like, man, and I, and I cut, you know, I cut. Honestly, dude, I cut 47 pounds for that fight. You now, when I mean? was this fight again? It was um, on March 20, 24th or 25th. Okay. Yeah. But look, this this, 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 this what I'm saying as far as this. I want to send a, a firm message to everybody out there, people that's probably tuning in. Yeah. And checking this out, you know? Look, man. The thing about boxing and life in general is that you always fight. You always fight for what you believe in. You always, you always fight. You always fight to become, you know, something that people don't expect right. you to become or don't want you to become. You always fight yeah. against. Uh, you fighting. You fighting for the world, and then you fighting against it also. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a hate and love thing, and that's just like life. You know, you live. You love, you hate, you know what I mean? Hey, and that's hate, real. And, 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 and people got to understand that what we go through is not easy. The politics in this business is no joke at all. You know what I mean? And this is America, put it like that. And they not really promoting American fighters like that. They promoting no. all these cats from the Ukraine, uh, Middle East, and things now, why do you that think? Nature. Why do you think that is, though? Well, this is the thing, man. You know, it's, 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 it, 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 all, it all comes down to who you know and what you know. But then it all goes back to, I'm going to just keep it real. You know, they don't, they don't want to see a nigga make no bread. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see a nigga make no money. A black man, you know. And, and, and the Latinos got it good because they got Oscar De La Hoya. 
I give him that. Um, De La Hoya makes sure that he take care of the um, Latino fighters. Right, right. You know, but out here on the West Coast, they don't. We it's hard. And you know what? That, that that's a good point though, right there. Because in in Golden Boy's camp, uh huh. Can you actually, off the top of your head, name an African American boxer in his camp? Nah, can't. Nah, you can't because. It, it is time, all Latinos. Yeah, it's, it's, it's politics, though. Right, it's right. It's politics through the streets, and it's politics through the professional boxing business. Let's true, just keep, true. Let, let's just keep it real, you know? And it's like, once it get like that, you know, it go... All, all, only the real know when I say it's politics through the streets, what it is. Yee! You know what I mean? That's real. That's so, real, man. And that's that. You know, but a lot of people not going to agree with so many things that I'm saying, but I'm going to keep it all the way 100 mm-hmm. because people don't like the truth, but you got to respect it, you know, yep. and um, that's what it is. About and, hey, and that's the one thing about uh, Los Golpes podcast, man. Uh, when you come here and talk, speak the real, you, got to. you know, because there's a lot of radio stations, a lot of like podcasts that, you know, you kind of have to fabricate. You know, because all you know that yeah. that the the the, the uh, Hollywood the PR, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. like the Hollywood stuff. But yeah. that's why I respect you saying that because I want you to come here and 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 keep it real yeah. and let let motherfuckers know like like what yeah. what it really is. It, it, that's what it is, and and it need to be put out there straight up. Yeah, I mean, think about it, dude. You sitting here trying to feed your family, and a person sitting here playing with you. Oh man, oh well, you know. How, but nah, wait, no, do not, nah, we're not gonna do that right now. And then two weeks or a day before the fight or a day, week of the fight, oh yeah, man, hey, can you show up? This and that. But that's why yeah. you gotta stay ready. And that's the whole, that's what I learned. It's a lifestyle. That's the difference between how I lived before and how I'm living now. So now that I'm toning myself back, it's gonna, for the next five years, I'm gonna dedicate myself to boxing. I got five years left. I know that. This, this is a for sure thing. Mm-hmm. So, since I got five years left, I'm gonna dedicate myself to it because I know for sure. And give it your all. Like, like Victor Ortiz, I didn't help everybody in camp. I helped. I, anybody that was fighting Pacquiao or Zab Man, let everybody know. Let yeah. everybody know. Anybody that was fighting Pacquiao or Zab Zuda, I helped Oscar De La Hoya. I helped Shane Mosley. I helped Canelo. I helped Victor Ortiz. Um, Polly Mononagi. Timothy Bradley. Chalene Cruz. Ben Tacky. American. I mean, keep it list, going, keep it going. Nate Campbell. I mean, the list goes on. These are everybody that I prepare for fights. Evan Valero, and yes, Evan Valero can punch. <laughs> yeah, he can crack. Explain that. Like, crack. okay, so he punches but hard. He hit hard. That's the Evan Valero was thirty-five and over thirty-five knockouts. That's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and, would you say that he's your the hardest puncher that you've ever yeah and then um, encountered? After, yeah after him is Victor Ortiz I've been in there with everybody yeah I've been there to help everybody get ready Victor I've Ortiz, heard that Victor, Victor Ortiz, Ortiz can he, crack yeah bro. he punches he, hard he, he, can, he can crack you know what I mean like for real yeah. and then Ricky Hatton can crack too I help Ricky Hatton yeah. too yeah he can crack you know see that's why I got a lot of respect for you guys man cause you guys go in there sparring you guys get hit if I get hit in my gut I'd rather take up. a Face shot, yeah. Then get hit in my gut, yeah. And you guys just take those hits like nothing. You gotta, you gotta be able to eat them. It's, it's the hits that the ones that get you is the ones you don't see. Every time I've been hurt and dropped or TKO'd or something, uh-huh. I just didn't see the punch. But that come with experience. True. Now I'm an all-around fighter. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I, I know how to set traps, and but I learned all this by just doing me. Yeah. Ain't nobody like I was taught, but I wasn't. I was taught by losing. So I'm 21 and five. Okay. Two draws, nine KOs. You feel me? I should be undefeated, but you know some of my fights was just like, nah, hell, no, I didn't lose that fight, but I fought cats in their backyard. Yeah. Too. You know, but it is what it is. I'm going to tell you something right now. You seem focused. You sound focused. Yeah. I'm excited me. for the fight. It's time I'm excited to see you just put in that work, man. Yeah. Just just get that, do that raw, like, yeah. you know. It's time that, to eat, man. It's he, time he to got, eat. He got, a, he, got a, he got another thing coming. I, like I said, I respect any man that get in the ring and, you yeah. know, try to... Make a make a life for their their family because you know like look I'm from South Central LA I'm from the streets. Shout out to South Central. You know what I'm and and I'm not I'm not saying that to make myself sound like tough or none of this and that. It's just that growing up in that atmosphere, you feel me? Like that's all you do is fight, fight for life, fight right. to, fight to breathe, right? Know? Fight fight to eat. You know what I'm saying? Fight to sleep. <laughs> For real. You know what I'm saying? And, and you lose a lot. I lost my little brother to the streets. 2009. Damn. You know? Man, lost my little peace, cousin man. to the streets. 2008, the same week of my fight. You know? And I went out there and knocked the dog out. And, and that Saturday, Damn. that that Saturday, it was Ed Holmes' car. They killed my little they killed my little cousin that Wednesday in Pomona. And I had to wait here. It was the next. I had to wait in what? The next two days? Right. You know what I mean? And I have to make 138 for this fight against Anthony Martinez, and I did it. See, this is the thing. How the hell did you do it, though, man? Like, how, I, I had to. I had. I got had rent. I had to pay. I had to right. feed my family. Because that's to a lot to, to to bear. You yeah. know, that's so a lot. I was of happy to knock him out. You know, and then they were saying that that was going to be like my toughest test. Of the dude had over 50 some fights. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, he been in there with everybody. He beat a lot of people, and uh, I beat him. I knocked him out in the second round. The same thing with Stephen King. You know, hell so, yeah. So like, you know, you think that's what will, will build you up and like, you know, made you the person you are now, the fighter that you are now. What made me? What made me the person I am and the fighter I am is losing my mind, B. I'm gonna keep it real. It woke Damn. me up. It woke me up. It made me think like, you know, life. Life ain't nothing to play with. You know, I got a baby mama that's living with Lucas right now. My daughter, she, she, she. You know, she was a preemie, so she she bent out of shape in so many ways, but she a good girl. She healthy, right. she's beautiful. She's not as healthy as I wanted to be, but, you know, I'm working toward that to get her back home. And that's yeah. what this boxing is about. That's why I'm buckling down. That's why I'm going to do what I need to do because now it's like, you know, I couldn't understand because I came up in the streets. So right. it's like all I, all I learned was to watch out and look out. You can't trust. And then boxing is just like that. That it, that's what it is. It resorts back to that. If you really, if, man, I can say so much that I've seen in this game. I didn't, I can say so much that I've seen in this game and in this business, you know. And people just don't know. Yeah. You know what, man? I I respect that. Like I I can relate with you in regards. You know, rest in peace to your mom. Yeah. Good looking out, boss. Um, I lost my dad. Um, seven years ago. Wow, I know it was rough. And that was one of the hardest things that I had to go yeah, through. You know what I mean? Because you, you my dad left when I was young. Yeah. You know, like I'm from I'm from Northern California. I'm That's from right. Sacramento. Uh-huh. So uh, he left when I was like four or five years old, um, and he passed away like seven years ago. And there were still questions there that I needed to ask. Right. That part. So um, I didn't get to ask whatever it is, what it is, man. But. I'll be honest with you, man. I miss my dad. I miss my mom. 
Let me know? tell you something, man. Look, you know what? What hurts even more is that I never even got the chance to even sit down and turn up with her and my little brother as an adult. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when I was younger, I was going through so many other changes because I was in the system, the mm-hmm. foster system and shit. Now, they took me from my mom just all, just because the police came and, you know, they had an altercation with my mom. My mom was drinking a little bit. Okay. And bam, you know, they like, okay, we got you. And they took me and my brother. Damn. You know what I mean? And then... How old were you when, when I was, was I was um, 13. 13. You know, so I was in the system for 13. So you already 13. knew what was going on. Yeah, they, they, so they took us, and they made it hard for her. They, they did whatever they could to try to break her. And in so many ways they did, because after a while, she just never got us back. You feel me? So we going like, yeah. group home to family members, and... You know, just because they blood don't mean that they family. What makes you family is loyalty, you know, honesty, you feel me, and, and real love. Hey, I've always said blood doesn't make you family. That just nah, makes you related. Just make you related, man. Because I have friends, you know, that aren't blood, but they're more family than than my own blood. Yeah, man. I mean, man, my brother, man, my brother was put out by our own grandma after a while. You feel Damn. me? And now my my my, you know, so we lived in the hills in um, Altadena. Then they, you know, they, whatever, I guess, feeling, feeling overwhelmed in right. so many ways and stuff. And shit, after that, it was a wrap, you know. And then my brother turned to the streets. I had boxing. I had boxing. I had football. I was also a football star. So that's what was keeping me elevated. It was okay. keeping me away from drama. And I also, you know, in, in, in the industry with my Auntie Mary, mm-hmm. I was going around uh, choreographing and stuff and okay. singing at churches and stuff like that. So, okay. you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, I Man. always tried to stay busy. So that's good. That I mean, uh, you you always try to stay busy. You always try to, like, you, you knew the bigger picture. Yeah. The bigger picture was yeah. boxing. Yeah. You know, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, I'm talking. And, uh, man, like, honestly, right now, you, you, I'll be real with you, bro. You kind of threw me off right now. Yeah. Like, you know, with, with your moms and, and, and everything that you're saying right now, because it's kind of, it's like with, with me, bro. It's like, right. you know what I mean? And, and, and I appreciate you. I appreciate the fact that you, you know, you, uh, you're sharing it right here with us. You know why I'm telling the story? Because there's somebody out there that's really broken because they taking these L's. And um, they feel like there's no point of return. Yeah. But it is, man. You know, and then you got to think, like, your loved one, your loved one that truly love you, mm-hmm. will want you to break like that. They right. want you to bend. You know, they want you to be able to prevail and, and succeed in life. And if, if, if you don't do that, then it is like you kind of, like, let them down. So really? that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it for them. They can't right. be here with me. So it's like if I succeed and I'm successful, then guess what? I feel like they are, too. If I win, we all win. Exactly. I get that paycheck. We all get that paycheck. We all going to eat. We all going to feast. Do life and death, baby. Exactly. You know, like my brother, he he used to tell me, you're not the first and you're not the last. You know what I mean? We all have a story to tell. That part. We all have a story to tell and and some can be rougher than, and then, you know, than the other, whatever the case might be, you know, um, but like what you say there's like you said. There's somebody out there that that yeah. is that so, has gone through the same thing that you going through. Yeah. So after every every storm and sunshine. Yeah. I do want to ask a question right now. Now, now. now that we're on the topic, I've been noticing lately. I've been watching you know like these shows on Netflix or yeah. like you know reality shows and stuff like that, and I feel like it's a cycle with sons and fathers in regards to like. 
the cycle is like we hurt when we lose our dad. Oh yeah. Right? Like yeah. In, in regards like to me. Yeah. You yeah. know? And um I've always wondered like damn like why is that? Like why is it that it's always we always feel hurt now. You lost your your mom. Yeah. Man, I don't know what the hell I'll do if I lose my mom. Man. My mom is 70 years old. But like you, That's my queen. Your dad is like a superhero to you. Exactly. And I felt like I didn't have that. Yeah. But when I didn't think it was going to hurt me as much as it did when my dad passed. So when he passed, I started seeing this cycle like, you know, sons are hurt yeah. by the fact that the dads aren't there. Yeah, because it's nothing like being able to say that's my dad, boss. It's nothing like it's nothing. That's like a confidence right there. That gives you everything, right? You know what I mean. And you could you could you could show that off. You feel and me? and and that's what I that's what I do. Like as far as like with my son, yeah. You know my whatever my dad didn't do. No disrespect to my dad, but yeah. whatever my dad didn't do, try to do with your. I implemented to my son. Man, I got, my kids. I got two sons. You feel me? And keeping one hundred, my relationships with their mom is better. Right. You know, so it's like, and I'm not, I don't have a personal issue with them. I don't, right. I, I'm not tripping on them. Right. I don't care who they with or none of that. But it's like, they got a personal issue with me. Right. You know, and it's like, so it's like, all the love I got to give and the game I got to give my sons is being taken for granted for, you right. know, because at the end of the day, it's just like, and you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm preparing them for the real world. I ain't, I ain't, you know, this ain't Hollywood with us. We ain't we ain't living on no on, on no silk sheets and shit like yeah. that, man. We we really out here in the gutter. Yeah. So it's just like you know, I want to give my kids that knowledge and that I that I received in the thirty three years that I've been living to go out in this world and stay step up against it with the, with their chest out, but be humble because man, you will that, be humble. That's real talk right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's 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 what a lot of the kids is missing. They missing that 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 um that leader. You feel me? Yeah. Someone they can look up to and show them, you know, hey, look, this is what you should do. This is what you should not do. Uh-huh. But lead by example. Don't just talk about it because right. everybody talks. You feel me? It's like, uh, do you watch um that Black Ink Compton? Nah, I ain't even checked it out. All right, so that's a, it's a pretty cool little show, man. Yeah. Uh, it's the first tattoo shop in Compton ever. And they got hit up by the OGs in Compton, you know, with all that. And it was like, you know, some trials and tribulations that they had to go through, some obstacles. Um, But it's actually a pretty dope story because of the fact that they are the first tattoo shop in Compton ever. And they're trying to send a message, like, to the kids that you can do it too. Yeah. You don't have to be a product of your environment. Yeah, you right. can actually go out there and be a boxer, yes. a tattoo artist, a singer, a rapper, anything, an architect, whatever. You could be the baddest McDonald's manager. Yeah. As long as you're doing as as what you, you, you want to do and as yeah. long as you're not in the streets yeah. and doing some nonsense. Just don't. I, I, my message to the kids that be watching this is don't get caught up in social media. Don't get so caught up Social in media what you see. It's, it's, it's not what you get. Yeah. Um, it's really mind control, MK Ultra. I'm not really going to go into too many details about that, but, uh-huh. you know, don't get too caught up. Don't, like, be be your own be your own person. And um, just because somebody got more than you doesn't mean that they have more than you. Exactly. I mean, when I say that, to say this, you know, you got to be, you got to be, uh, uh, 
a shining light from the inside and mm-hmm. out, not from the outside and in. Because what looks are deceiving, B. You no, know that's real. You know what I'm saying? You could think somebody, just because they got bread or this and that, that then they own and they living. All money does is just help you be able to take care of your responsibilities a lot better. And a lot of people will look at a, a professional boxer and be like, all right, he already got millions. Exactly. Or right. he already got, yeah. you know, he got money. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't understand, though, there's a lot of boxers out there that are still struggling. 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 I, I know. And there's a lot of boxers out there that work nine to five yeah, still. Yeah, I'm one of them. You know? You feel me? I went for having sponsors, giving me three bands a month. You feel me? Just to train and stuff yeah. like that. You know, to but that's the thing, through the good, bad, and ugly. It's mm-hmm. box. They say, oh, boxing is a marriage when you get in a manager with a manager. No, it's not. No. They be cheap. They be taking all kind, and then just it's just like dealing with a a, a grimy bitch. Yeah. You feel me? That's yeah. exactly what it is. Dealing with a grimy bitch when you get yeah. these managers. So when you get a good manager. That's why a lot of fighters make it when they have real solid managers that yeah. know the business. And, and know how to take care of their fighters. You have to be able to take care of your fighter to get them to the top, B. Definitely. That's the only way that it's going to happen. If you don't Definitely. sit here and try to chip away from him and this and that, you know, that's the energy you sending out to the team. We post being in this to eat, real talk. Exactly. If we not in this to eat for real, for real, you're not really in this to help a cat, then leave him, leave him alone. I mean, to be real with you, correct me if I'm wrong, you don't do, you, you're not in the boxing, in boxing industry, you're not in the game to have fun with it, like, nah, just as a hobby. Nah. You're in it to provide, to make, you know, your yeah, ends. And, and, and at the same time, you're having fun. Because yeah. you got love and you, you got passion love what for you're it. Doing. You got to love what you're doing. Yeah. Because, like they say, if you if you love what you're doing, you never work a day in your life. That part. So, uh, you got to love what you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you just got to stay focused. And, and a lot of people just lose that focus, man. They lose focus because this is the things you got to go through. I yeah. mean, and I the environment of, that they're in. Exactly. I know a lot of fighters. That's way more skillful than a lot. I'm one of them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's going through it or, or that's at home sitting on the couch. But just because we're not a certain color or from a certain place, we're not going to get that same leverage. Right. We're not going to get that. They're going to make us go through it. But you know there. what, though? October 5th, you're going to prove everybody wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm going to smash them. It's you know? Yeah. So let the world know where they can watch the fight. Uh, right. Well, right now we don't have an actual live stream of um most likely you wanna You working on it? Yeah. Okay. We're working on that right now. But um But at least let them know on, it probably will be on D Lee um promotions. Okay. Facebook and also um you know you can tune in um around I'll say about Eastern time and what? Because it's it's in what, Delaware? Yeah Delaware. It's in Delaware, yeah. right? So okay yeah the uh yeah. the time difference. Yeah so it should be on Daily Promotions on Facebook page, live stream, and then once I get all my stuff set up, I'll uh-huh. definitely be coming back over here at Los Gopes Gonzalez so hey, that you guys know for we can update that. Appreciate it. You know it. that status and stuff. And uh, But if, if not, look, go check out all my past fights um, on YouTube, show some love and stuff. Let them know where, the, where um, they can find your fights. And just type in um, on YouTube, YouTube, you go to YouTube, type in Cleota Spindarvis. Okay. And um, as soon as you type in that name, all the fights gonna come up, the good, bad, the ugly, the wins, the losses, and trust and believe, I definitely didn't have way more wins than losses. Man, know? I'm excited for your fight, bro. Yeah, no, I'm excited for your fight. Uh, I'm gonna definitely call you or shoot you a text before yeah, you know uh, on that day, and hopefully you call me uh, right after, yeah, man. And, and blessings. I'm gonna pray, you know, everything comes out good. 
And I know you're going to come back with that W. Yeah, I know you're going to come back yeah. with that W, man. Yeah. Let the world know where they can follow you. Um, you can follow me um, on Instagram, Mookie Pendar, the official Mookie Pendarvis. And uh, that's really right now as far as social media, all I got. But uh, before we do get up out here, I want to say saludos. Agos Calientes, Johnny Cardona, Jim Johnny. Um, uh, Rana, um, Pinga, Cantoros, um, Mucho Gusto, Escamiento, Mucho. And um, like I said again, uh, Mucho Gracias. You know? Man, well, I appreciate you coming by, man. All top. And you're always welcome here, man. You family yeah, here. Looking. For yeah. real, for real. All so, right. what we're going to do right now, you can follow me at AJRMB on Instagram and on Facebook. We're gonna get into our sponsors, which is Premier Construction and Development. You can hit them up at 818-966-4307. Wanna get the freshest cut? Hit up La Barberia at 661-945-6031. And if you want the flyest jumpers, the flyest tables, the flyest chairs, and pretty soon, they're actually going to be doing tacos, too. Hit up R&R Party Rentals at 661-729-6309 and at 661-860-0788. And if you're looking to save on your electricity bill and you want to go solar, you want to go green, hit up Vivint Solar at 661-609-27. 04. I appreciate you coming down. Oh, yeah, hey, I do appreciate it, and I do want to shout out my kids, Naya, Jay, Mari, and Amir. I love y'all. I miss um, Jay, Mari, and Amir, man. Um, I know everything good, you know, and um, I do want to thank God and uh, Santa Muerte and, and stay, stay strong. Let's do it, man. Appreciate yeah. you coming down, boss. Yes, sir.